0: This is Vanderbilt Business, and I'm Cara Scheer. The Master of Management in Healthcare is designed to transform working healthcare professionals into business leaders. Physicians, clinicians, and non-clinical administrators learn and work together in interdisciplinary teams in the MMHC program. Before a recent info session, I sat down with a few MMHC alumni to get their perspectives on the program and how it's helped their careers so far. Some current students also join us partway through the podcast to share their stories as well. Hi everyone, I'm here with a few of our MMHC alumni today to hear about their experiences in the program and how it's helped their careers since then. To get started, could you all briefly introduce yourselves, just give your name, what you do for a living, and then also the year you graduated from the program?
1: Hello, my name is Hema D'Souza and I work for St. Thomas Health Ascension. I am a clinical laboratory program director for outreach programs that LabPlus, their diagnostic laboratory has.
2: Hi, Rick Chandra. I'm an ENT surgeon at Vanderbilt University Medical Center. I'm a division chief for the part of the department that takes care of nasal and sinus and anterior skull base disorders.
3: My name is Sonia Walsh. I'm an operating room nurse by trade. I used to work at Vanderbilt. I just finished there and started a new job at Centennial as an assistant director in the OR there. Wow,
0: congrats on your new job. Thanks. All right, so I'd love for you all to kind of go around and talk about what made you decide to attend the MMHC program.
3: So for me, it was more of a personal goal that I wanted to reach by a certain age. I have these, like, lists of things that I need to do before I'm a certain age, and getting my master's program was on my list to have by a certain age. And I missed that goal by a year, but... I'm still good. so it was more of a personal goal for me to do it. and as I was going through the process of the application process and as we started classes, I realized how much this degree will actually help my career move forward.:
2: So physicians get very little, if any, training in business formally, and as the healthcare landscape changes, you know it becomes very, much more important for us to, to have that knowledge base and skill set. For a long time, you could make a great career out of practicing medicine and sticking your head in the sand about the economics of it, but that era has obviously ended, and I don't want to be left behind.
1: So my exposure to Avin School of Management was about 10 years ago when my spouse decided to do the EMBA program, the Executive MBA. And watching the journey that he took and then the transformation that occurred with him and the rest of us in the family was the true inspiration for me. And then following that, my journey in the diagnostic laboratories, both at HCA's Centennial Medical Center as well as St. Thomas, Rainby realized, like Dr. Chandra alluded, to the fact that medical professionals really do not have that deep understanding of how businesses operate. And so that curiosity really got me to where I could cap off and coming for the learning.
0: So kind of going along with that, did any of you look at other programs, such as an executive MBA, or were you looking at MMHC from the start?
3: I looked at several other programs because for nursing, specifically, there's different avenues that you can go. You can get your master's degree in an education tract, or you can get your MSN, which is a nursing tract, or there's kind of a business tract that you can do, but it doesn't go as deep as MMHC does. I didn't have the time or the energy working full-time, having a family at home to do the full-time day MBA program, so MMHC was a good middle ground for me, and the way healthcare is going, the MSN and the education tract isn't really something that I felt could really excel my career.
2: Yeah, so I looked at doing an executive MBA and. Time commitment, and the length of the program is a bit more, and I decided that the value difference really comes out if I ever think I'm going to leave healthcare. And so, since I don't think I'll ever leave healthcare, I thought I could get the skill set, the knowledge base, and the credential I wanted with the MMHC.
1: So, having in a longer history at Oven School because of my family involvement with the programs, when ten years ago Larry Van Horn was looking to start this program, there was a lot of energy around what is this new healthcare degree that Alvin's gonna float. And as I watched the MMHC morph to the different things and I had different friends and colleagues go through the program, it made me realize that this is the one and only that I would love to do. Part of it's because the depth of knowledge and also the expanse of what this provides.
0: So looking
1: back since you
0: know during your time in the program and then since you've graduated, how has getting your MMHC degree helped your career so far?
3: Well, I just got a new job. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that was the biggest thing. But I think more than just getting a new job, when I came through the program and as the program progressed, but I even saw it more at the end after I graduated, how people treated me and listened to me because I knew the language in business meetings and with my you know business partner my hr business partner with my you know finance guy I found myself more included in those conversations because I could speak the language
2: So I would say exactly that again I haven't changed jobs or anything like that but my capacity to do my current job well and better I was certainly a result of the program, but then also the conversations and the discussions and the planning. I can speak the language with the
4: people that I have to interact with.
0: At this point, the three current students joined us, and I asked them to introduce themselves.
4: My name is Terry Dewar tanelonich and I'm a OR manager at Vanderbilt.
5: Hi, I am Brandy Steele. I am a manager for Vanderbilt University Application Development.
6: My name is Jeff Fleming, I am currently the Vice President for Continuous Professional Development here at Vanderbilt University Medical Center. I'm actually not quite an alum, I am halfway through currently enrolled, so I'm one of the current students.
0: After we finish introductions, I asked everyone, both current students and alumni, to talk about the Capstone Project experience.
4: We are actually doing a strategic view of the operating room, a market analysis of how The payers have been transitioning from mostly government to commercial payers, and how that's kind of changing the landscape of the operating room. So we're seeing a lot more volume after the end of the year now. So Mm -hmm. we're trying to take an in-depth look at that. So kind of break that down to see, you know, if high deductible health savings accounts are coming into play try to take a look at how the market's shifting.
5: So currently my team is working on a telehealth Project And I have a little bit of a background in that. Our sponsor, I've worked with her for a few years regarding telehealth. So I was very interested in getting a little bit more into telehealth and seeing what kind of impact I could make. And that's what I found my entire group. That's what drew them to the project as well. We're all really eager to see what kind of an impact that we can have on the telehealth space.
6: So. The purpose of a capstone experience is really to embed practical application of the skills that we learn in the course. You're given a project or there are a couple of pathways that, that are projects that a group, an institution, a leader wants to get done. And so I'm at the very beginning stages where we've met with our sponsors, the leadership and ours is a VUMC project. We've met with the leaders and gotten from them their scope, what they'd like us to do, their goals, their outcome, their metrics. We've gone through a reiteration process of refining and making sure we understand and have scope really well crafted. And so we're in the beginning stages of aligning our next steps and what the group is going to do. In fact, I just came from a team meeting where we were laying out who's going to call who and who's going to meet with whom and next steps. And so it's really exciting. It's at the very beginning. There's a tangible problem in front of us that I think we can solve. But we won't know until the end how well it goes, how smoothly it goes. And I know that those that have already gone through it can probably say a lot more about the later stages.
1: The most challenging part of the work with Capstone was managing accounting, finance, and then you know, getting Capstone rolling. And you guys are in the middle of it, so you know what it feels like. But truly, Capstone was an amazing experience related to, and I would say in three dimensions. It was the people It was the skill set and it was also the strategic point of view for how business of healthcare really related to the patients. And so in the core of all this was the patient and the ability to take strategic view of the market analysis or OR and then connect it to the patient through all of the things that Terry referred is exactly what we learned and one of the big takeaway was getting along with your teammates. That experience truly was remarkable because it helped you adapt to any different teams at work.
2: Sure. So uh, I was part of a team where we were looking at operational efficiency and throughput through the BUMC emergency room. And we were focusing on one of the major bottlenecks, which was the CT scanner. And so we thought to try to improve the efficiency of that process by focusing on trying to then make the throughput through the CT more streamlined. And there was a lot of layers about it because some of it was hard finances, but a lot of it had to do with learning where the obstacles were in the process and how those can be optimized so that IT solutions was part of it, trying to sell the idea to people to make some investments in personnel and to show how that would pay off by increasing number of patients seen and so forth. Yeah, I thought the fascinating thing about Capstone was that that's a very real-world thing, and what you're doing is going to get implemented on some level, hopefully, anyhow. You learn a lot, not just about applying the things that are part of the classroom didactics, but also between the lines learning about how to work within teams and how to deal with adversity. And I think I took as
6: much away about those aspects.
3: For me, and I have to just say what Hema and Rick said about using the information that you've learned through the other classes and actually putting it into an actionable item that can be acted upon, but for me personally, time management was probably the biggest thing that I got out of it, because like she said, it's between accounting, finance, and capstone, they're all happening at the same time, and you have a full-time job, and you have a family at home, so time management was crucial and I learned a lot about myself and how to do it and all that during capstone so that probably for me is the biggest takeaway <laughs>
0: yeah and I actually wanted to ask a question kind of along those same lines because like you just said many mmhc students they're working a full-time job yeah. they've got a family they have many other commitments I yes. know that work-life balance is a very big concern or question for yes. prospective students right so what was the work-life balance like for you all
3: and how did you manage everything <laughs> So, to be honest, there really is no balance. And for me, my family knew I was getting into the program, they knew what we were getting into, and they knew that they weren't going to see me for 13 months, basically. (laughs) Because, you know, Monday class, Thursday class, one week in a month, work in between, group work in between. So you do the best you can to have that balance, but at the end of the day school was most important for me Mm -hmm. second was work and third was family but we all as a family went into it together knowing that for 13 months that would be the requirement after that family is first work a second so i think it's all about how you approach it but you definitely have to go into it knowing the amount of time you will be spending on this program
2: so i can say that it required a little bit of digging deep because medical school was pretty hard and I'm not unused to working hard, but, you know, I'm a 47, 48-year-old man now and not 26, and so I now have a wife and two teenage kids and things. So at first I think is important to acknowledge that my family made a huge sacrifice, and then the things that you kind of devolved out of over the years where you know I'm not used to waking up on Saturday morning to study and just just this kind of habits that you have to rekindle.
5: From the aspect of school and our group being in the middle of the program right now, what has been working for us is communicating upfront. As we just started our capstone, maybe a month or so ago, communicating upfront and having clear expectations of we know this is going to take a lot of time. We know everyone works, everyone has families, everyone has other obligations as well outside of this. But we came up with a plan. We came up with a schedule, and so we knew to expect every Monday at 4:30, we're going to get together. Those that could get together and discuss what we had going on for that week, as well as on Thursdays before class too, we set that time apart to have a time to touch base during the week of about, you know, where are we with what we have to present or turn in for the week, and what's our plan for next week as well. Of course, there's still, you know, communication, email, text, but I feel like what worked for us is just clearly communicating that up front.
1: For me, it was about setting priorities and it kind of ties into what everybody said. But there was a huge asset that MMHC program has, which is the executive coaches. Mm -hmm. And um, both during the didactics as well as capstone, the group of executive coaches or the the one that you're assigned to just as part of the didactics was truly my help to resort to and say, "Okay, I'm messing up on my priorities. How do I work on this? And my executive coach, Dan, tells me, well, listen, the number one thing you need to do is sleep. That's really important. And just when somebody like that is kind of walking you through what your priorities are from the outside in, oftentimes the things that you tend to neglect because you're so much in the frenzy of what needs to be delivered uh, to me that was a huge asset and a constant guiding factor along the way.
6: I'm a pediatric ICU physician and I've taken in-house overnight call in the hospital for so long that my family is used to me being gone a couple nights a week mm-hmm. and I actually cut back on my clinical time and gave up some other jobs in my academic life to actually make room for this and so other than sometimes, I don't know that my family has actually noticed that big of a difference mm-hmm. because it just is a reflection of how my life has unfortunately been for the last 20 years yeah. of clinical practice. But I have teenage kids, and we find ourselves sitting around on the couch on Sundays studying together. And they do it with music, and I always growl and say, I can't study with music, turn it off. And, it, you know, it's, it's been really funny to have my kids' student life intersect with my own I had this in med school, but also here, I mean, I jove P equals MMHC, that my goal is to learn the material so I can use it. I really don't care about the grades, so I don't sweat the actual number as long as I understand the material. And if I understand the material, I will get through the exam, so to speak. But I will say that I came to that place having had to actively do this kind of pruning in my life before MMHC in academic medicine.
0: Yeah, so you just carried it forward.
6: Yeah.
4: For me, just to reiterate what everybody said, I think it's a lot of time management and prioritizing your test throughout the week and for the next week and a lot of planning. As Brandy said, communication with your team. I think what's great about this program is we all go into it knowing that we're all professionals and we all have our work. And, you know, my group's very understanding that I'm a clinical bedside manager and there's a surgeon on our team. So, you know, we have time where we're we have no access to a computer or a phone and, and the team understands that, you know, responding immediately to a text it's probably because we have a patient or, you know, we're in the middle of an operation or something of that sort. The team dynamic is very diverse and you know we have some folks that are IT and they have a little bit more access to email, so they pick up the Slack where we don't have the access and then we pick up the Slack on the back end of the process. So it's a good sharing of responsibility and accountability within the team dynamic so I think everybody comes in with that one goal is what Jeffrey said we are all here trying to grasp the material and apply that material in our workplace
0: all right so I've got one more question and then I'll let you guys get back to the info session so what advice would you have for prospective MHC students
5: this has truly been a group effort you can't come in here expecting to be an individual and accomplish your goals through the program as an individual. Like you said before, this is one of the things that I immediately learned. You know, we were broken up into groups and we had group assignments and I noticed in our group we found our niche. Everyone had their niche in there and everyone was very respectful of each other's niches in there. So everybody kind of found their place. I would just encourage you to just kind of watch and see where your niche is and see where your place is.
0: Mm-hmm. Great advice.
3: I would add, too, that you can't succeed as an individual. So participate in the discussions, bring something to the table, but also listen to what other people bring to the table and take from that. Because there's a lot of discussion that happened in class that I could then use in my work, in my personal life, wherever it is. So definitely, it's not an individual program that you're gonna succeed in as an individual. It is a group effort for the whole class. So participation, I feel like, is very important. Absolutely.
2: So I would say open your mind, because there's a, a lot of us in our professions, we get sort of group-thinked with people that we work around. I, I'm a surgeon, I work with other surgeons. I kind of mm-hmm. can predict how they think and feel and see the world. But then, you know, you are in these groups and then just in the class when everybody's having the discussions that there's amazingly bright things that people say about things that have never even crossed my mind. Folks in the pharmacy, folks in the lab, folks in other administrative parts of various institutions from all over the place that that say wise things that I can then adapt
6: to what I'm going to do tomorrow. I would say, to reiterate what Sonia put so eloquently, put your affairs in order, figure out your year, and then uh, practical is use the tutoring sessions on Monday. I at first thought, I probably won't need that. I find myself coming every Monday, Monday. and it has made my life that much easier. Birch is an incredible resource. I would joke that he is the glue or the oil that keeps this thing moving. I don't know how I would have done the work we've done so far without the input from Birch, So that would be a practical piece of advice I would yeah.
1: say. So for me the advice is, you know, the one 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 that MMHC brochure puts out <laughs> in the marketing, put that to rest. It says one night a week and then one weekend a month and isn't that one there's one, for other, one year. One year. For one I, year. year. Yeah. I think the one year's about right. <laughs> but but the one night is not one night, it's seven nights a week, and it's every weekend, and once you come with the mindset that it's going to be practically all of the 365 plus days, even during spring break, there's, you know, except for Christmas, that's when you get a little bit of a breather, but... Just come with that mindset that I'm going to be going at this at, for 365 days nonstop. Yeah. That preparation will really bring people to where they will go into to try to get the most out of it, get the learning completed, and then application is re- easy. The grades can wait.
4: That was exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. Just come in with the mindset of, you know, it's going to take a lot more time. The material sometimes is a lot, sometimes the concepts snap right in, and you're like, oh, that's how that works but then sometimes you have to spend a week before you even understand the beginning of the process. So, you know, just going over and being willing to put forth the time.
0: Great advice, and thank you all so much. I know this was really last minute, so I appreciate it. Thank Thank you. Thanks again to Hema, Rick, Sonia, Jeff, Brandy, and Terry for their time, and thank you for listening. You can find more stories and information about Owens Graduate School of Management by visiting our website business.vanderbilt.edu, or following at Vanderbilt Owen on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Music is provided by Mike Foster, and I'm Kara Scheer.